Welcome to St. Augustine this evening to my Davis show. It is Thursday for us, which means it's our Friday. So we will leave the morning crew to handle all the Friday duties tomorrow while we take the day off in the evening because it's nice not to work Friday evenings. Nobody should have to, especially us after all these years of doing this show. We have two very special guests for you today. But before we do our ad reads and introduce them, we have to introduce our producer of the decade, B.B. Blake Blevins. Say hello to everybody. Hi. Uh, yes. Yes. The producer Cam is finally back. Thank you, Clay, for dropping in. And also, and also, if you haven't noticed, I got a haircut. You <laughs> look good, <laughs> Baby, You look really good. You look better than me. Did you say Blake? 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, Blake. I did not realize that that's who I was talking to back there. I apologize for that. <laughs> it's my, fine. my apologies, sir. <laughs> wow. And in his old life, he was uh, in charge of law enforcement I, and identifying I, suspects. Right. But I he couldn't find Blake today. I feel like I should be at home now, right now. I, find, I did oh not recognize him. Somewhere. It was dark. It was dark. Somewhere <laughs> out there, one of your City of St. Augustine colleagues is like, yep, Ooh. Barry hasn't changed much. <laughs> Man, how did, I, how did I miss that? Welcome to the show, Barry Fox. <laughs> thank you, sir. Welcome back. Well, thank you for and, having me back. And I think, I think. Did, you guys got me completely out of the ad reach, but before that, we also have to introduce uh, one of your old classmates at St. Joe, one of my cousins who went to St. Joe, mm. who's never been on the podcast before, uh, Davey Cosgrove. Davey, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Thank, thank you. Is. Thank there you, Mike. Thank you, Barry. Yeah. I want to tell you. Yes. This is probably the first time I've laid eyes on him in 30, 30 Close years. Close to it. Close to it. Close to it. And, Old Dave. And here, and also, Barry, <laughs> we're in, in a room with three guys that wore number 22. Two. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Parole's been good for Davey. No, we're coming around. Now, Davis is in the golf world, and David is always on the golf course. So. Yes, absolutely. Where do you work right now? Ponte and Club. Yep. We should all be so lucky. I know. Love it. Has he invited you to go play up there? You got the same invite. I, I got the same invite. You got the same invite. There's the shovel invite. right there. There's I guess the shovel. Goes knowing people, right? Well, gosh, <laughs> I guess that worked out well, well for yeah. you and I. Yes, it did. <laughs> Who do you know? I know a guy. Where? <laughs> At the point of being doing a club. You ever play up there? Well, now that you mentioned it, no. Can I? Uh, can I compliment the or business? Yes. Go ahead. I took a walk through Flagler College mm -hmm. yesterday, and that is a a beautiful job y'all have done up there. Well, thank, so, I, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, we are going to make the deadline and, and get this, which is rather remarkable considering that a year ago there were no plans for the renovation right, done, right? And right. so, yes, uh, but I also have to give credit to all of the staff uh, that have worked down there. So I've had uh, our superintendent, Steve, that's been down there, has done an absolutely phenomenal job. He's worked an incredible amount of hours, uh, evenings, yeah, weekends. Yes, he, so, yeah. he said y'all had just discussed that he had more hours in this year than you had last <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He, he, is, he, is, he has worked so hard. If I had to tell him at one point, you have to work 40 hours for a few weeks. Right. right. You have to recharge yeah. because we got this the end coming up. Uh, Reese, my son's done a phenomenal job as a mm -hmm. project manager and a really good job. We've had some great subs down there. Um, little Steve, who works down there, uh, Michael and Marcus have all done great jobs. Uh, there's been, and like I said, just without that teamwork and all those people, we wouldn't have gotten it done. It is. So, it it yeah. will. That is an unbelievable. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. Place. I think it was voted. It was voted one of the best destinations to come to college. I heard on the radio the other day. Well, you haven't seen the the yeah. new dorm renovation on the east side, which is now done. And I and I say that I mean that building has um, is an amazing structure, an amazing building, but it looks as good now um, as it did when Henry Flagler finished it. 
but it has all the modern conveniences, you know, fire protection, yeah. fire alarm, um, yeah. plumbing, electrical. So, that yeah. So I, I just happened to come by and walking by and out of the corner of my mm-hmm. eye, I saw a very strange object in the hallway. And I'm like, why would they have that there? Why would they build all this and then have this window in a hallway that's just got like junk tape to it? And I walked over and I realized what y'all had done. <laughs> y'all had actually found some of the original and preserved some of the original wall with the original oh, wow. wallpaper on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, 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 it is, I, I, I would tell you something. I, I, we've walked, I've walked through it because of, you know, our assignments there and everything. But um, that job, that, that finish there is that that hall is beautiful, and I cannot imagine what that's going to look like when mm-hmm. when the whole thing's done. Well, well done. Thank I, you. I, I appreciate sure you saying that. Absolutely. And, so, and again, I credit to all my guys. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Great guys too. I did I not get in there. their way enough to mess them up. They did a phenomenal <laughs> job. So yes, I've been there. I've been there three times. I was there once when uh, when we were able to see up underneath it. Yes, and that that was um mm-hmm. that was kind of scary. And then Buddy takes me. On little field trips, right? <laughs> so my, my boss, Buddy Shalin, takes me on little field trips for things Buddy's like that. Buddy's your boss? Yes. Is yeah. that the hierarchy? You're working under Buddy? I work under Buddy, yes. So we could call for a building inspection one day and you could show up? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I don't do Buddy. I don't do building inspections. <laughs> so, but I do work for Buddy. Yeah. So um, in that hierarchy, yeah. We're going to talk about all the things that you do that nobody else wanted to do at the city. That is, And you that said, sure, I'll sign up sure, for that. In just a minute. Let me get some reads done. We're going to make a little bit of money. Uh, a to Z, roofing and waterproofing. They've been serving St. John's County for over 20 years. They have painted metal roofs for saltwater area homes with warranties up to 25 years. And they have shingle roofs with warranties up to 50 years. They also install cedar shake shingles, tile roofing, and designer roof coverings. You can go to their website, A to Z Roofing and Waterproofing.com or give them a call, 669-8037. Call Chuck McCone and all the staff. And Salomon Services, it's the best place in town for personal training. Uh, they have a state-of-the-art center with both indoor and outdoor turf areas. All their coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. They have all kinds of classes uh, and sizes that will fit you and your ability. And if you've been injured, they can help get you back on the court or the field quickly and in better shape. Call them at 904-461-9945. And South State Bank, they're our bank for this broadcast uh, and this show, but the team at South State is a group of bankers you can count on. Their approach to building long-term relationships with their customers is the best in the business. If you're looking for a banking relationship, you can depend on Check out South State Bank. They've got three locations here in St. Augustine, one on State Road 16, one on State Road 312, and my favorite branch over at the beach because I don't have to go over any of those bridges. Uh, <laughs> visit their website, southstatebank.com. They're a member of the FDIC. And Solar Stick, uh, one of our original sponsors, they were established in 2006. They're a local portable power company, proudly committed to American manufacturing, constant innovation and in creating jobs right here in St. Augustine, Florida. Solar Sticks focus on providing solutions for self-sufficiency helps users all over the world complete missions and save lives. Solar Stick changing lives, saving lives, and reviving American manufacturing right here in the nation's oldest city. We love all of our sponsors. They're absolutely amazing. They bring this to you all the time. All right. All so right. Barry Fox, new job, kind of same job in the city. But every time I meet you, they've <laughs> added something else on to your title. <laughs> and I'm like, why would he say yes to that? Are they like increasing the pension as they do this no, for you? No, they don't. No, they don't. No, no. <laughs> um, you want me to negotiate for you? No, no. You know, I've always been invested in the quality of life for citizens, yeah. the citizens of St. Augustine. And 
Um, and when I retired from law enforcement, I, I knew I had to keep working. My children were still young, and that's why I retired, so I could spend evenings and weekends and days with them. And um, and so I knew I, need, I had to work, and this job came up, and, and I took it. And um, being from where I was at, I had exposure to a lot of things, and things just kind of developed, and and I kept putting on hats. And I, But I'm all right with it as long as it doesn't – as long as I'm still functioning acceptable for Buddy and Amy – um, and Mr. Bertram and, and Reuben Franklin, um, I can I can keep wearing a lot of hats. I mean, when things run good, mm-hmm. you know, when they're working right, you can you can carry almost anything if everybody's in the boat rowing in the same direction. Yeah. And everything everybody's in the boat rowing in the same direction for me right now, so yeah, it works. Well, so. you you the city has a great staff, right? I, David I Bertram's so, great. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Reuben Franklin's phenomenal. Yeah, um, they they really do, and it's fun to work with the city staff because. They're all just really low-key, get-it-done kind of people. Nobody's got a big ego down there, with the exception of you. Everyone else is fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, uh, sometimes I think I'm the most hated man in, in the city of St. Augustine with the jobs I have to do. But um, I, I don't. I've never really. Uh, I've never really come across anything that we couldn't resolve. So somehow. you're. But you're dealing with code enforcement. Yeah. Airbnbs, uh, short-term rentals, short-term about, rentals, about right? Eight hundred of those. About eight hundred of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also, are you involved in this new nightlife ordinance? So the nightlife ordinance originated up underneath Long, you know, when I was the chief, mm-hmm. um, back when we were having a lot of problems. Yes. Um, so I'm not really as involved in it anymore, as far as you know. That's now in in Mr. Bertram's hands and the city's hands. Uh, there was the um, the RHI study. I kind of coordinated that and. And um, I helped kind of pull the, the parts of the ordinance together mm-hmm. and out and back and forth and where we were going. So, yeah, I was absolutely involved in that. Um, and, um, you know, I think that that's, uh, you know, it's in the hands of the commission now. Yeah. It got to a point where it was a tie last week, so I don't really know what that means. But, um, you know, either way, either way we go, the reason why we got there mm-hmm has been resolved for the most part because of, you know, now, um, now the problem is, is that the industry is still growing and it's strong downstairs, uh, downtown. And, um, we've additionally added even more alcohol licenses in that area. So, you know, the, the commission will have to decide, you know, do we need to move forward with that ordinance? Do we not, what do we need to do? But in, in defense of the organizations down there, they have all responded well Mm -hmm. in those those individual organizations that got us to that point have absolutely responded and, and kind of turned themselves around. So. Yeah, because I'm not going to say it was a free for all down there, right? That probably a little strong term, but it yeah, was strong. But it, it was it, it was a little wild at nights, right? And and St. Augustine had become almost a, a drinking destination where people yeah. would come here. First of all, the food's great. The establishments yeah. are really fun, and people come here and they say, "Hey, we just we want to hang out." Yeah, a lot of people have done a very good job at turning their organizations into a very good nightlife mm-hmm. destination down there. Yeah. There were some bad actors. Now, I don't know that they were intentionally um, bad actors, but um, there were some actions by some managers and things that, that were causing issues and concerns that caused the city to move through the RHI study mm-hmm. um, and to find a remedy to hold them accountable because of the growth of that particular industry in the downtown area to hold bad actors accountable. Yeah, because when I was a kid, if you wanted to go drink downtown, 
you had to do it at like the the elderly special, the early bird special, <laughs> because then everything was closed. Right. I think right. maybe Scarlet's was still open, yeah. a couple other places, yeah. right? And, and and you and I talked about this several times when you were the chief. The number of bars downtown in 1995, right? When when you were on on patrol, versus the number of bars that are down there today is is a huge, vast difference. Yeah. Well, and plus they're open later. Well, and that, and that's you know we, we talk about bars, but we also talk about the conduct of restaurants mm -hmm. um, that will sometimes act as bars, um, and and that questionable activity associated with how they're transforming themselves in the middle of the night. But with that being said, again, I I say they have responded well, mm -hmm. and um, you know the commission is the commission did what they did Monday night, and 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 maybe they see that maybe it's not needed anymore. I, I don't really know, but it's all right because the action got where we needed to be. We got everybody is standing accountable for their own actions, yeah. and they understand that the city expects them to keep our downtown nightlife safe mm -hmm. and, and be a partner with the city, and the city wants to be a partner with them. The city's still working towards building out the downtown area, such as the curbless streets with, you know, Ruben Franklin's process and all that with the curbless mm -hmm. streets and the night light, uh, the, the street lights, and because we got some really dark streets down there that we need mm -hmm. to kind of add some street lights to. And, yes. um, and we're going to continue to do that and, and make those things. Well, and make they're only dark when the nights of lights isn't going on. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Because when the nights of lights is going on, you need sunglasses to walk through the downtown. <laughs> but when is it the nights of lights going on anymore? Uh, like that, right? So, but yeah, everybody is positive and moving in the right direction. What happens with that study and that ordinance will is to be yeah. seen, but um, everything's moving positively mm -hmm. in the right direction. So, right. Uh, short-term rentals. Short-term rentals. Which, uh, and, and so if you live in, in the downtown area of San Jose, mm -hmm. right, the, the, the nightlife is one issue. Right. And, and I'm going to watch it. It is now growing over onto the island, right? Yes, I, yes, it yeah. is. Uh, so there is a there is a entertainment district really kind of growing. Yes. I'll tell you what's really growing even faster than that is the entertain the district over on the West King Street. Yes. So, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Bugsy's in, in, is in there now, and it's being, um, it's being coupled up with a couple other organizations mm -hmm. over there. So they're really getting their own, getting that, that uh, that business district alive back over there too. Yeah. So yeah. And I think once that parking garage is finished on West King, right? Once Browdy's that kind of area, yeah, you, you're um, going to have some more parking in there. It's going to become more of a walking district than it is right now. <laughs> now it's more of a, a a motorist district than it is a walking. But I think you're going to see that change once people can park and walk to different. And, right. And I think that's only going to help that growth of those businesses on West Coast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't really know where that project stands right now. I don't follow certain projects, mm -hmm. but um, I know that that project, when it was first proposed, had some retail entertainment type yeah. uh, establishments within it alone. Well, plus so, housing yeah. too. There's some yeah, housing there's some that's going to go. So you, again, it, you'll yeah. have some of that that'll be, yeah. that'll be on that area. Yeah, absolutely. Because US One really cut that area of town off. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, people just didn't go do business on, on the, the other, other side, side of US one. Yeah. It was almost like a bridge. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, but, but the, the island, you're starting to see a lot of places become very vibrant. I only know this because I would leave the college at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock. <laughs> yeah. See places and, still and open. In the middle of the week riding home. And I'm like, who can be out this late? Right, I'm right, exhausted. Right. These people look like they're just yeah. getting started. It's like 11, 30, 12 o'clock yeah, at night. I, I remember when we were, Growing up, the only place really open over there was Admiral Spicoli's. I don't know Admiral how many Spicoli's. people remember that Absolutely. place. Absolutely. And then the drive-through 
liquor store where you could That's get a right. drink to go. Yeah. So, yeah. But, Admiral Spicoli. Yeah. See, that must yeah. have been from the time I went to college and came back. It didn't last long. <laughs> it was. It did not last long. It was. It, it, was. it, was. Yeah. it sure yeah. was. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I forgot, who, I forgot what bit. There's a, there's a well-known band that started playing there at one time. And I cannot remember the name of them, but they made it pretty big, and they were they That's were actually awesome. playing at Admiral Spicoli's. And you're right. Yeah, I know. I saw a few of them in there. Yeah, I sure <laughs> did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think all of that's great for those those businesses and restaurants that are over there. And there's some great restaurants on the island. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we were kids growing up, you had Osteen's, right? Mm-hmm. That was the the you know yeah. the premier one over there. Yeah. And, and but you didn't have a lot of other. Now there's so many other choices over on the island. Yeah, and, and you and know, Osteen's is be, still phenomenal. We have to be sensitive to the fact that it's still a neighborhood, mm-hmm. and um, we'll have to you know the city will work with the businesses to kind of balance that, try to continue to balance that that relationship because it's going to have to be, I mean, yeah. it's going to have to be balanced. You did have a questionable actor on the Island a while back. They're no longer there. They're no longer in business, but they did cause quite the havoc in a neighborhood for a while. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to mention any names. No, no, We're not going to point any fingers. No, we won't do, We're not do any of that. But no, no so I, I think that's, it's, it's good to do that. So um, short-term rental though. Yes. Is everywhere throughout the city. Um, and, yeah. There's and it, no, there's no neighborhood that's not affected by short-term rentals. No. No. I think I have two in my neighborhood now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, you do. Yeah. On park, on, well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, my neighbor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. I'm under the bus, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. that's fine. I mean, Sorry, everybody knows where he's at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, and it's it's you have. Um, I think you have uh, people that run them well, and and you have people that just don't care. And there's, a, I, and when I say that, in a sense that you, we have neighbors come to planning and zoning. Yeah. And they do cause quite a commotion for some of the neighbors. They do. And, and I have a friend that lives on the island that lives next to one. And, and it has been a headache for him for a long, long time. Because you just, the houses are 15 feet apart, 10 feet apart. And people that come here uh, sometimes just aren't mindful that, hey, there's somebody living next door. Yeah. And I, and I, I got to be honest with you. I think, mm-hmm. I think the city's ordinance is about as restrictive in the state of Florida that one can get mm-hmm. without having stuff in action prior to 2011. Yes. Um, and that's what, what the, the legislation got us on is when they, when they rolled everything back to, if, you did, if it wasn't on the books in 2011, you can't do it. And, you know, and well, but I, I tell people it, it, the short-term rental lobbyists, mm-hmm. they took one look at the state of Florida and they said, we're not going to one city commission meeting. We're not going to one county commission no. meeting. Mm-mm. We're going straight to Tallahassee. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to put all of our money they preempted in, into yep. funding candidates out of Tallahassee in the yep. House and the Senate. And the majority of the people that we will fund will not have an issue with short-term rentals because they won't have to deal with them. Yep. They will not be in a district where it's a big deal. Right. And they, they did a phenomenal job of lobbying in Tallahassee. Yeah, they did. They did well. They they a little preemptive strike on their part. They, mm-hmm. it, that was um, so as a as a as a strategy. It was very effective as a um, impact upon neighborhoods and all detrimental. Mm-hmm. So well, you, you mentioned eight hundred houses. So so that's eight hundred units. Eight hundred units, yeah. right? So how many? I mean, you well, figure yeah, well, we we estimate eight hundred units. So so I'd say that's six or seven hundred residences right that you would yeah. have people working in, or living in some would have been workforce housing that's gone that it's been a, to me uh yeah, so it's funny short how, term far, how deep this conversation yeah. can go in yeah. reference to the current mm-hmm. everything we're dealing with right now but i'm uh, sorry go ahead yeah so i think i think the the workforce housing is mm-hmm. impacted by the short-term rental parking is impacted by the short-term rental um but on the other side of it uh Avalorum taxes go up mm-hmm. right because they're no longer shielded by the homestead exemption, 
it, it's a commercial entity, can go up every single year. Absolutely. And the other side of it, you had some properties that might have been workforce housing that were not very well taken care of that are now look a whole lot better because they have to be enticing to the people that want to rent them. Right. So there, there's good and bad out of that argument. We got, we got a lot of rehab done mm -hmm. because of this yeah. on some older homes. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I will tell you that um, being me who has always kind of concerned himself with the quality of life of our citizens, although I'm managing this program, it, it's still kind of, it, it kind of hurts a little bit mm -hmm. to kind of watch what it does to the neighborhoods and the struggles sure. that the, the citizens are kind of dealing with. But there's only just so much that we're allowed to do anymore. So, so without, I don't want you to name any property, mm -hmm. but if you walked up as code enforcement to some uh, short-term rental, and you go, wow, I remember when this was a house we were at every single night oh. when I was on patrol. And and it looks so much better wow, than it did yeah. then. It's just such a different issue, right? So, man, it would have to be a Lincolnville residence. Mm -hmm. um, there's one down there that was just completely just, mm -hmm. you know, and it has been turned into one of them little two-bedroom shotgun rehab houses. And Lincolnville's, you know, really been, but, you know, you know, Lincolnville went through, I don't know what the term is, that gentrification? Is that the That's term? the term. Okay, uh, so Lincolnville went through that gentrification process, what, in 2000, 2004? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of feel like it's doing it again because of this, now this new process. Mm -hmm. um, so, And it's a shame. It right? is. From a historical standpoint, to, yeah. to lose um, an African-American community inside of St. Augustine. Yeah. And it, it really has gone away in the last 20 years, yeah. 25 years. And yeah. that's a shame to see. Right? And it's not at the rate that it's going now, it may not be a historic district, right? In the sense that because of the houses that are being torn down in there, there yes. has to be a certain number that have to be historic for it to be a historic district. Yeah, I think, I think Lincolnville is a national registry. It is. A historic district. Mm -hmm. So there, uh, there's a difference and I don't really, I don't really get that far into it. Um, well, there's a whole so. demolition by neglect, but we don't have anybody from Harp here to talk about that. So, you know. Wild thing for you to bring that up because yeah. I just recently am going to start my first process on demolition by neglect. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's a house in an HP district. Mm -hmm. And because um, I went by it the other day and I was like, this, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. This, this, someone, yeah. so we're going to be starting um, an action against an individual to bring it back, try to get it before us so we can bring it back, but force it into Harb so that we can get the owner to try to. We're gonna, we're gonna see what we can do. Yeah, um, because we can't just let our historic buildings just rot. No, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I can't force them to spend millions of dollars to bring them up, but I can't. I can't just let them go inappropriately protected from the elements. Yes, is that does yes. that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, that it's funny you brought that up because yeah, we just had just had a big discussion about that, and we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna stick our toes in the water and see if we can figure out a way to kind of bring those particular buildings to, to the, to the code board, which, you know, we could possibly force in the harb to get guidance and reference to properly um, maintaining those buildings. Even if they said empty, but you know, there's a responsibility mm -hmm. as a historic building to, to properly keep it um, yeah. protected from the, from the elements. So, yeah. yeah. So yes, that's uh so um, about approximately 800 and um but I will tell you, I think it's slowed. Really, the number of Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's actually pulled, may have pulled back a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, I think the, uh, I think it's starting to level out a little bit. 
So Melissa so. has a question. What's demoli demolition by neglect? Uh, Melissa, so what happens is you have a house and you, you want to demo it. So you just don't do anything to it for a long period of time. And you let the weather and the elements do the worst that they can to it. And then all of a sudden it becomes so expensive, you, you can't renovate it, you can't save it, and then you can demo it. Based so, upon the professional opinion of a structural engineer that says this house is now a danger. There you go. So some people would say, well, I want to demo the house. Some, you know, a board could say Harb in the city of St. Augustine, no. In which case, you go, well, I'm just going to take care of the house for a while. Mm -hmm. and, and there are other instances <clears throat> where people just haven't had the resources to take care of the house. Right. Right. They just have not been able to. They're, they're, they may be they're older. They're on a fixed income. They just don't have the money to do it. Maybe they don't live here full time. There's all kinds of reasons that are that are there. But the end result is the house does not get repaired. It doesn't get maintained. It doesn't get painted and rot and damage. And, I, and, I, and I'm not so sure. I won't speak for Mr. Bertram of the city, but I will make a statement that I think is is a competent statement. I'm not so sure that if the building was of significant uh, of a historic significance that the city mm -hmm. in that particular situation would not um, somehow lend a hand to someone who is having difficulty if that structure is of significant historical value yeah. to some degree. I, I'm not I don't I don't think that's out of the ballpark that the city would consider mm -hmm. um, to try to assist um, because our our uh, historic preservation people are very sensitive to those things. Now, I mean, we're a historic town, so we're sensitive yeah. to it. Um, and we want to make sure that um, if if that particular scenario were to occur, I am, man, I tell you, I would put money on it that the individuals in charge of the city would want me to try to find a resolution and probably try to assist if, if, if it occurred like that. Mm -hmm. But most people that own those buildings, they're, you know, um, I don't want to say something like that is intentionally happening. But there is there is one or two particular buildings that I need I need someone to pay some attention to, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna try to we're gonna we're gonna get them involved in the process and try to um, try to in, um, support historic preservation a little bit more through my office mm -hmm. and um, try to get some things rolling. In that. Look, there's one on the island I could point to and go, yeah, they're just not taking care of that. One. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, uh, um, I'll, it, well, I don't mind taking. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not saying. pointing anybody at me. I'm just saying I could, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I'm not a snitch. I'm not a snitch. I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, so the other, the, uh, one of the bigger things you, you've been tasked with dealing with is the homeless in downtown St. Augustine. Um, okay. How is that going? What's the direction the city's taken? And, and I know I, I'm trying to let you tell uh, the folks what you want to tell them. Huh? Uh, I know from uh, working with you uh, as a board talk. member of Home Again, right? Yeah. But I, I just let let us know where that process is going with the city. So uh, okay, so I'll tell you, I'll try to be as brief as I can, and you know that's not going to be brief. Dave, let's go take a break. So <laughs> let's right. go upstairs. There's bourbon up there. We'll come back down in a few minutes. Uh, he'll, he'll still be talking, but we'll have bourbon. I love, it. Well, I love well, it. I hate it. I know that it's bad, and I can't control it. It's like, blah. Um, but um, this is one of those things I'm kind of passionate about, like mm -hmm. you. Um, even as the chief, I was kind of passionate about it. And when the city came to me in 2017 and said, you know, what can we do? You know, uh, you know, my position has always been, we are never, we, we don't arrest our way out of this problem. Yep. Now those that need to go to jail need to go to jail, but we cannot arrest our way out of homelessness. And, um, so I started the, the outreach program with mm -hmm. two officers and, and they funded it. The commission funded it and we had huge successes. Um, and it was simply because. The officers went out and educated themselves in reference to 
the continuum of care and the individual service providers up underneath the continuum of care and the service they provided. And once they figured that out, they were able to make contact with constantly with homeless and mm-hmm. and start referring them to the services. And, and the family reunification was an active process instead of a passive process where family reunification was a process that we want. My mentor had started um, with the police department where we would buy bus tickets for individuals who we could verify had a family member mm-hmm. on the receiving end that was willing and would verify verbally. We had to talk to them that they, if they would meet these individuals at the bus station, take them off the street. Um, but there were parameters and the parameters were you couldn't be a violent felon. We're not sending you a violent felon anywhere. We'll just have to deal with you here. Um, we're not sending you somewhere where you have a restraining order. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not sending you back there. And, you know, those parameters were on it. And um, so those were, you know, back in the day, those were the efforts. So in 2017, I was tasked with building, you know, with um, putting together an outreach program. And, and we put together, together an outreach program that really kind of, it, it kind of really kind of took off. And, and, but since then, um, so, um, there's only so much a cop can do with a gun and a badge on in reference to building relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, um, once you get through the ones that will work with you, then you get to the ones that are a little more hardened, um, a little more mistrusting or, and, um, so I think we've kind of gotten to that point. So, the decision was made to kind of move the homeless outreach over to the civilian side of the house mm-hmm. and they needed someone to be a, a liaison for it. And, 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 you know, me, I threw my hand up and said, yeah, why not? I, you know, I, it, it kind of reinvigorated me and I, that's the kind of thing I love doing. And, and, um, so I started that, but after, um, so lo and behold, what I didn't know was we were, we had just entered into a process with the Florida Housing Coalition, the city had with the Florida Howard Housing Coalition to solicit the information needed to build our strategic plan because mm-hmm. the city's never had one yes. in reference to homelessness. Now, the continuum of care has one, and I'm sure your organization probably mm-hmm. has somewhat of a mm-hmm. comprehensive five year plan or something like that, or whether you call it a strategic plan. It's called plan. survival. Yep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, um, so we're building our strategic plan right now. And that was going on with the ho- housing coalition. So I got plugged into that. And um, so with that right now, we're soliciting information from our community. And um, so I'll take a minute to plug that. Yes. Um, so if, if, um, if you're interested on the city's website, if you go to the landing page of the city of St. Augustine and you go to the landing page, you scroll down and on the left, you'll, you'll find a medallion that says unsheltered homeless survey or, or something to that effect, but you'll, you'll see it. You'll know what it means. Just click on that medallion or, or that link that's below it. And it'll take you to a real short kind of a news story, uh, just telling you what we're doing. And there'll be a survey monkey link in there. And if you'll click on that survey monkey link, it'll take you to the survey. And the first question that will be asked is, are you a service provider? Are you a resident or business owner? Or are you a lived experience? Meaning, have you be, are you homeless or have you been homeless? And you can answer it from whatever perspective you wish to give the city's the mm-hmm. information. Um, I will tell you that um, we have had close to 600 responses to that. Now, you know wow. how city surveys go. Yeah. Wow. Getting 600 responses is, <laughs> is actually pretty good. It's very good because a lot of times, you, you know, residents will say, 
Well, I didn't know what's going on. I didn't know well, what was going there's, on. Yeah. It's on the city website, and right. the city does a great job of news and notes right. on Friday coming out and giving you information. Right. You should read it for no other reason to find out when they're changing the garbage service, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's in there sure. every week, and it's very important. But, no, there's all kinds of other great news. There's interview with interviews with staff, right. um, and those are all on there. There's updates on when the boards are meeting. So you can be informed. But the other is it's one of those rare instances where the city's asking your opinion. Mm-hmm. Rather than telling you, hey, we made a decision without your opinion, and right. so be involved in it. We'll start so, announcing that. When's that survey going to close? That cl- survey will close on the 31st. So we'll push that. If you uh, don't mind, that would be great. We'll, we'll push that on Monday, and I'll send a note to Pete to talk it, about it tomorrow. Too. And it truly is a an information gathering. It's not us telling you. It's you telling us the what you for what you see as a citizen or a business owner or a homeless individual or service provider, where the gaps are, yep. what the needs are, so that we can identify the needs and and try to place where we can think we can try to accomplish them in a strategic plan. Mm-hmm. But that strategic plan will not stray. It will be in step with the continuum of care strategic plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been saying that word so hard I can't hardly get it out anymore. Um, so, so that we're staying in step with them. Um, so that was occurring when I got announced as the as the liaison, and um, so Mr. Regan mm-hmm. asked when he when he asked me to do this, he asked me to try to re envision, you know, what's the next step because they were talking about buying sh- mo- motels. Was were they doing that? They were what talking about that. There, there's been a lot of ideas floated, yes, yeah. right? And, of- and and I think some good, some bad, mm-hmm. some um, could be done economically, some couldn't. Um, but I applaud the city for engaging in this issue, right? right? So right. Uh, I had a discussion with um, one of our service providers earlier today, and it, it, the county's seen tremendous growth in the last 30 years, from mm-hmm. about 80,000 people to well over three, 330,000 now. Yep. But it's almost like at times the budget for social services hasn't moved at the same level, right? It's almost as though you watch the county, it's like, well, we're going to run this as though we're only servicing a percentage of 80,000 people and not a percentage of 330,000. The, the, the situation has changed, yeah. right? Yeah. And granted, uh, if you live in St. Augustine, that's sort of the epicenter of where homeless collect and are at because the tourists are here. Okay. But you don't see them in the northern part of the county. Yeah, and, and, and thank you for saying that because St. Augustine doesn't have a homeless center, a uh, homeless problem. St. Mm-hmm. John's County does. Yeah. You know, um, St. Augustine is just in the brunt of it. It's just where it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's where it's at, right? Yeah. The more, yeah. majority. And, and I can remember uh, 15 years ago, there were probably eight or 10 people who every night slept in the plaza. Right, yeah. And, and then we were able to get them out of the plaza through a lot of hard work of a lot of agencies, agencies. right? Yep. Um, and the city. Mm-hmm. And then we had them on the bayfront. Right. And oh, then that was, yeah. That yeah. was the next stopping yeah. point. And I can remember one of the guys that slept on the bayfront was on our board on Home Again. Yes, and, and Lyle says, "Well, we we can't sleep on the beach. They they won't let us sleep on the city center <laughs> on the beach. We're no Lyle. You can't sleep there. We really don't want you sleeping on the bayfront. We want you sleeping somewhere that's safe, right? We're right. trying to find some place that's indoors and safe for you, and that's not the best place to be, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so. I've watched this this process. There are more on St. George Street in the last few years than I've seen ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, in my opinion, it was worse two years ago. I think it's gotten a little bit better." But there's just so many tourists that, that transit through there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and we've also talked about the fact a number of times on this show, there are people who are not homeless who panhandle on street corners right. and make a tremendous amount of money. Right. Out of the, because of the generosity and kindness of people who think they're helping, but 
They're not. Right. So we've started a program called uh, to be the change, save the change. Mm-hmm. And you'll see those flyers and QR codes. And we're trying to impact our 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 visitors population mm-hmm. in reference to, you know, help us. If you wish to donate, scan this QR code. It'll go to the United Way. That money will then be collected and be dispersed to the continuum of care, which will be brought down through. The, um, and we've tried this before and it was a low hanging fruit. I get it yeah. earlier, but we're really putting a bigger effort into it this time. But the QR code helps, right? Yeah. So 10 years ago, 12 years ago, David Hoke and, and Home Again, okay, we'll come up with these old parking meters, which yeah. is somebody else's yeah. idea, right? You'll donate the money there rather than the homeless. Right. But the QR code, everyone does everything on their phone, on their now. phone now. And, and it's going to be so much easier. And I think you're going to get more money out yeah. of it than somebody stuffing a few bucks in the um, in the old parking meter. Yeah. So so if you move around uh, the parking meters, the new par- electronic parking meters have yeah. them on it and, and the new circulators have them mm-hmm. on it. Um, the VIC is is on it. Uh, I believe we have a vendor of um, some uh, media that is going to help us with that. I don't want to say his name or the media yet because he's not. He, I haven't gotten him in the room and locked him down, but um, he does want to help. So well, he, that'll be interesting. He's, dude, he's usually goes to jail every couple of weeks. So you, <laughs> you should be able to get a coach hard, uh, like uh, sure hardware to find him. It's really easy. <laughs> We're Rob. not going to name any names. Oh, Robbie. I called him I called him 47 minutes ago. I'll Did, call you right back. Well, the, we can make fun of him on the show, right? Because, I mean, he comes on the morning show, which I really, I don't know which person on the morning show co-host is part of a pre-diversion um, program. But I think that's why Rob comes on once a week, just to meet the requirement of having met with their officer, right? It's the only reason I can figure he comes on the show. He doesn't come on this show for that because there's no pre-diversion right, program. Right. So yeah. um, so the more going on, though. Yeah. More going on. Um, so th- that was the Keep the Change program. We talked about the, um, the outreach is being shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the um, strategic plan and yeah. the surveys. Um, but the the big thing was was about a week after I, I I took this job. Real quick story, but a funny story. I took this job. I was walking down to check on our short term rental. Yep. And um and I noticed that there was water blowing out of a storm drain. Hmm. Um and it was in a line of storm drains and you could you could tell that the no water was blowing out of the other storm drains, but it was blowing so hard it was lifting the lid off the oh. off the storm drain. <clears throat> So we stopped and I called it in and we're sitting there to make sure that no one kind of, you know, falls into this hole if the mm-hmm. lid comes off of it. And a lady walks out of a house and she's like, what are we, well, what's going on? And we're talking to her and everything. Well, by the time we find out, we've got a we've got a, a main break mm-hmm. and, you know, the guys are coming out. They're ready to fix it and they're working diligently on it. And I'm talking to the lady and the lady says, um, hey, um, so she figures out who we are and everything. She says, hey, you know, my, my boyfriend has a piece of property um, that he'd like to he'd love to talk to you about. Um and um, he'd like to know what he can do in it. So I said, sure, just call me sometime. And uh, I mean, I'll meet you out there and we'll talk yeah. about it. And so I never th- really thought anything else. But well, about, I don't know, a week later, she calls and says, hey, can you meet us out there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, I'll meet you out there. Mm-hmm. So we walked out there and we're, I'm walking around this piece of property. I'm looking at it and he's thinking about what he can do with it. And I'm thinking about what can be done with it. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm, things are going through my mind. You know, this would really... And um, and uh, it did ended a conversation. I said, "Have you ever thought about selling it?" And he was like, "Well, what are you thinking?" I said, "Well, I'm, I'm kind of. This is another hat I wear, and this is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking." And he was like, "You know, that's a beautiful idea. I'd love to talk to someone about it." Yeah. yeah. So I I called Mr. Regan and said, "Hey, I, I want to run something by you." And he uh, 
he jumped in his car and met me and he was like, okay, show, tell me what you got. And I said, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And um, he loved the idea. Um, Mr. Bertram got involved and, and, um, and uh, the vision has kind of grown. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we, I thought me and you conversed about what that, what, yep. we, what, what do we see here? Yeah. What, what's the vision here? What, and um, so um, lo and behold, um, you know, the vision has the, the vision has, um, become a reality. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the sentiment as to why the vision needs to be is, mm -hmm. is, is strong. Um, so, you know, the, the vision was we, we, we need, we've, we've, the city's done what it can do with outreach officers. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can't do much more with an outreach officer, but at the same time, the city's not in the homeless business, nor does it need to be because it's not what they do, you know? Mm -hmm. But they can be in the business of support. Mm -hmm. yeah. They can be in the business of support. And 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 my vision when I saw this place was and and looking at the the service providers. Because I'm gonna tell you, under the continuum of care, there's about 35 service providers mm -hmm. with hundreds of employees mm -hmm. that have been working towards the same mission. Yes, for years. Yep, years. You know, and there are a lot of success stories out there that people just don't know about yeah. because mm -hmm. we don't march around waving the flag in reference to how many we have helped and got off the street. Oh, and, and, you know, we, we just don't do it. It's not why we get into it. No, right. That's correct. Um, so the vision was after talking to everybody and kind of narrowing it down was support. How do we support them? And, you know, if you want services from home again, you have to go to home again. You have mm -hmm. to know where home again's at. You have to go there for their, you know, specific services. If you, if you want service, because each service provider there, there are service providers that will provide almost every any service you need. You know, yeah. some have the ability to to plug in some housing. You know, some, and, some and, have but, it. but there's that all of those groups. Everybody kind of has their core niche. They have their core niche, right? And then and everybody helps as yeah, much as they can. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the one thing they didn't have was that one place mm -hmm. where you could go and speak to any of those service providers. What they also didn't have is that one place where a homeless person could go and feel safe, get some dignity back, recharge, meet some, meet some simple life mm -hmm. um, necessities, such as a shower, restrooms. Mail. Mail is huge. I never knew that, but mm -hmm. mail is so huge. Mail, um, food, mm -hmm. you know, laundry, yeah. huge. You know, the, you, I mean, listen, if I, if I can get a guy cleaned up and shaved and a haircut and get yeah. his laundry, I might be able to get him employed somewhere. Mm -hmm. Now, he may not, I might not get him housed for a couple of weeks, but if I can keep him clean and showered and washed, I mean, get him employed, he may get to the point where he can get into eventually a program like yours mm -hmm. or down at Judas or out with Debbie Redding. Yep. You know, we, we can start on those things, but if I can't get him employed, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the first hurdle, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. for a lot of things yes. because costs mm -hmm. associated with housing, you know. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, so that's awesome. the housing costs are tough for tough. everybody. It is. It if is. If you're homeless and you're trying to get your first job and then save enough money for house, listen, that's a very difficult let, But let's be real. Housing is tough for our service industry. Yeah. It's tough for the police. It's tough for, it's tough it's for, tough for first teachers. responders, for teachers, yeah, teachers for people that work in the construction yeah. industry. Right now, housing costs are are just yeah. outrageous within and, within the, within and, our county. And let me tell you something. There are organizations out there. 
getting it done. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. getting it done. Yeah. And that is the impressive part because everybody knows what's going on in St. John's County with housing prices. Yet we have service providers out there getting mm-hmm. it done. Yeah. So, so the, the vision came, you know, there are gaps, mm-hmm. constantly gaps. Mm-hmm. There's those little hygienal constant gaps that we need for everyday issues, laundry, mail, showers, things like that. In a place where all the uh, service providers can come and on a daily basis. And, and when I use this term, I don't mean in the institutional setting, but be able to address a captive audience because they're there relaxing, recharging, getting showers, yeah. doing laundry doing, and fine services though. and finding services. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, and it has, um, it has taken off. Yeah. It has really taken off. Um, it, um, the location is no secret. It's um, at, uh, um, if you've been here for any longer than um, 25 years, it's at the old San Juan Trailer Park location at the corner of South Dixie and 207. Yeah. Um, you remember the time Curtis did donuts and the oh, yeah. trying to go around the corner too wet? Absolutely. in the car the way they okay. uh, That's a great it idea. It used to be Barry. a Jiffy store. Yes, uh, yes. So um, it's yes. that location. It's got some big, beautiful oaks on it. Um, our first um, mission will be as soon as some legal issues get dissolved because the commission approved for the swap and approved Mr. Bertram to be their Mm -hmm. representative Mm -hmm. to do it. Um, But before he can do it, there has to be some, some legal descriptions, I think clarified Mm -hmm. on the properties because there's more. So, and then that goes through and, and once that's cleared up, he's Mr. Bertram's been given permission to move forward with that. Um, We will work in, in tandem with the continuum of care and those members to um, visualize Mm -hmm. this I keep saying business plan, but I don't know a better term to say. Service model. Service model. Yeah, that may be better. Yeah, yeah service model. Perfect. Uh, thank wow. you. That's um, why I'm here. That's yeah, awesome. no, I, got you. Got you. I don't really do any real work. I just <laughs> talk. <laughs> I've been struggling all week to try to figure out what what it was I was trying to say there. Um, so, yes, yeah, service model looks like. And um, the city, but I want to just reiterate, the city, other than showers and laundry and mail, mm-hmm. the city does not wish to duplicate services from mm-hmm. a service provider that's always been provided. And we do not want to put ourselves in a position where we're challenging or competing with our, our partners in this issue for grant money and yeah. funding and things yeah. like that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the homeless providers do mm-hmm. what they do and they do it very well in our community. Yep. We just, as the city of St. Augustine want to support them mm-hmm. in giving them, um, a captive audience where we can, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've already talked about moving dining with dignity as soon as we have an, an appropriate setup set up mm-hmm. for not only the, the uh, clients, but also for the people that are providing, providing yeah. absolutely. Cause it's just an um, easier setup. Than it's just an easier thing and restrooms and everything else. So yeah. Great story. So it is Thursday. It is. We do trivia on Thursday. Oh, okay, okay. Have you done trivia with us before? I have never. But you played at home. I'll guarantee you, you and Jerry have played trivia at home. My kids have Uh made me play the, uh, the, um, what's that? Um, 
What's the Hogwarts? Uh, well, it was Trivial Pursuit when we were young, no, so I have no idea uh, what it is now. It's exactly. um, the Trivial Pursuit involving the, the wizards and all the uh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter Trivial okay. Pursuit. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, no, it's not fair. Let's make sure we have it's none of them questions in there. Read the books no, the movies, I, so. I'm asking the questions, so there will be no Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, okay. It's <laughs> not, not good, Mike. Right, so the way this works is I'll ask a question. Everybody's going to answer it. If you if it's a numbers question, you can go above or below, right? Okay. You just have to give a number because there's three people. Because Blake is the reigning champion. Blake, are you still the reigning champion? Uh, technically, yes, but because Monday's trivia did not count. Monday's trivia did not okay. count. That was just us having fun. It was a practice round. It was a friendly, Blake. It was a friendly. I think that's what they call it in soccer, but I'm not sure that's a sport. Um, so... Uh, what we're going to do is we'll go around, I'll, I'll alternate once, whoever ends up with the most points, and I'll, I'll kind of keep you updated. Those of you that are listening, please play. And then RJ Higgins, if you're still watching, let us know if you're going to be at the Farmer's Market at the Amphitheater on Saturday. A lot of great artwork there, and uh, would love to know if RJ is going to be as one of our past guests. So, all right, first question, right out of the gate. Which business establishment, right, retail store, big box retail, has a lower acceptance rate than Harvard? Barry Fox, you get to go first. Lower? Lower acceptance, acceptance rate. rate. So people that apply here for a job get rejected at a higher rate than people that apply at Harvard to go to college. And it's a big big box. Big box, yep. Big box. Target. Davey? Walmart. Blake? I'm going to go with Target. It is Walmart. Oh, Thank you. The man who has never been here and never played is <laughs> on right. the board first. Uh, the bell's is- coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> After one question. All right. All right so we'll, we'll go sports for you, David. Now you're a sports guy. Okay. All right. So which pitcher has set a record with 354 strikeouts in his first 40 career starts, the most by any pitcher since the mound was set to its current distance in 1893? I'll say Nolan Ryan. Blake? Is is it active or modern? Uh, active. Ooh. Oh, active. I'm Ooh. sorry. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to say hmm, Shohei Otani. What do you say? Shohei Otani. Uh, I'm going with that. I'm not a baseball man. As a huge Braves fan, I'm embarrassed for all of you guys. Blake Spencer could get Strider. this wrong as a Reds fan. Spencer Strider. Uh, Strider, the new guy. Spencer Strider. Yeah. Has three hundred. Got him on my fantasy team. Yeah. Love you him. need to have Love him on your fantasy. They pulled him too soon last yeah, night. They did. Yeah. They, they should let him do. go in the seven. They always do nowadays, Mike. Don't watch baseball. <laughs> Don't do baseball. Don't watch baseball. Well, I I decided in nineteen ninety one, having been a Braves fan for years, that I would watch the Braves that year. And as soon as they were twenty or thirty games below five hundred, I'd never watch baseball again. Damn it, don't you know that was the first year they won and went to the World Series. And I've been hooked ever since. Oh, man. Just waiting for that. that. Well, they won again a couple years ago. Yes, they did. Yes. Uh, Here we go. All right, Blake Blevins. The Biden administration has done a number of things with appliances uh, to try to cut our carbon footprint. But they're talking about taking this away as well. Um, It's popular. And it's hugely popular during the summer. People use it every single day. So what are they thinking of taking away next? I'm just going to say air, air conditioning. Barry? It came out after the whole stove thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's air conditioning. Davey? I want to say a microwave. So air conditioning is one of them, right? They're talking about how to regulate that. Yeah. And I'm going to give air conditioning people one point for that because it, it's one of the things. But the latest thing is ice cubes. 
Oh boy. What? They're talking about taking away our ice cubes. <laughs> That's not good. Especially uh, at the what? golf course. I know that the bourbon party will be a very strong party. <laughs> it will be a very vocal party. And there will be signs that say, I drink bourbon with ice and I vote. They'll be on the back of every car. I can so, see it now. So, so they're, so they're yeah, trying to take away hard water? From the, from the NA get together. And yeah. part of our, we always give each other gifts when we get together yeah. for the year. And part of our gifts were steel ice cubes for our bourbon because that's what we drink. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> <Yes>. Steel <laughs> ice cubes? I never cubes. realized. Like, they cubes of steel and you freeze them <laughs> put them in your bourbon. I never realized I'm how, way how they would play in, you know, eight yeah. months later <laughs> The I'm, political climate. <laughs> <laughs> They're going away, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got one, I got one They're going. Uh, we better not. I'm, I'm going to figure this out. So, All right. Uh, Barry Fox, yes. as a police officer, we're going to ask you this question. Oh, Lord. Okay. It's been a while. So um, this is, I'm trying to figure So major pornography sites have blocked access to two entire states in the United States. So they have passed laws where the pornography sites have to verify age before someone can go on their site. And because of this, they have completely blocked the two states. I'll give you a point. If you get one state, if you get two, I'll give you three points because it's, it's not an easy answer. And it's, it's an interesting where they did. It was very interesting because when I read it. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is the first time I've ever seen on this. Because we have a good friend, Gary Uzina. Right, who swears <laughs> that the internet was worthless until they figured out how to put sports and pornography on yeah. it. At which time, everybody wanted to be on the uh, internet. So, yes. And, and, and talking about the internet and Gary Uzina, what a close Yes, there. I figured I'd bring it <laughs> all together for, yeah. for St. Uh, Joe Reunion Weekend. Yes, sir. Yeah, right? yes. I like it. So, you know, I feel like I want to go with Bible Belt kind of states. Mm -hmm. um, but I also feel like it's going to be one of those really kind of yes. moments. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go with Idaho and Montana. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Pennsylvania and Ohio. Okay. Blake for the win. Utah and Louisiana. You're Blake. You're in there looking these up, buddy. <laughs> He's Googling. I, I, I can promise you he is not. Vir, Virginia and Mississippi are the latest. I want to do a Virginia and Mississippi. I'll be darn. Louisiana, uh, one of the companies that does this online complained that age verification laws hurt their business so bad that their web traffic plummeted 80% in Louisiana after the state passed the law. That is unfortunate. That is an amazingly good law. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Okay. So we talked a little bit about this the other day. So if you listened yesterday, you already know the answer to this. Um, but a Canadian hero was fired from his job for saving this animal along the side of the road and also from potential bear attack because the bear was also on the side of the road, proving Canada hates heroes. What animal did he save, Davey? I'm going to say the Canadian goose. Blake? I'm going to say it was a Canadian moose. <laughs> can you rhyme that? If you can rhyme it, I'll give you a point. You got goose and moose. Pick the other animal that rhymes. Let's go. Oh, Lord. Um... Wow, he got fired for saving it from a bear attack on the side of the side road. of the road, which so probably would have caused the traffic. Means that either he caused the traffic issue, or they're firing him because of some 
crazy person that didn't want him handling an endangered animal. Of some sort. <laughs> yeah. so, I love how uh, Barry's breaking it down. Well, <laughs> He's working on it. This is our world, right? Exactly. Yes. Think, don't, don't rush in there and <laughs> right. water the impacts about what you're about That's to right. do. Yeah, um, I love it. So I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with Moose. The answer is moose. Ah, wow. The answer right. is moose. Yeah. He got fired for saving a baby mm. moose mm. from being attacked. Yeah, because that makes sense. It does. <laughs> Absolutely. All I know is well, the goose. Well, in Canada, are... does they hate heroes? It just proves it. It's, it's, they yeah. do not like heroes in Canada, so they what, have to. But what, what happened during the rescue? There has to be. No, no, he just walked through the store. <laughs> no, the guy picked him up, put him in the did, truck, did drove him. Did Grandma get pushed over the cliff? <laughs> no, drove <laughs> him, <laughs> drove him to the moose rescue uh, facility the, and the, dropped him off. <laughs> he did everything you're supposed to do. Wow, that's great. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> There'd be something else. A little caveat. That's yes. right. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys, Game of Thrones fans? No. No. Okay, I'll save the Game of Thrones question, please. Sorry. I'll leave. I'll throw that out <laughs> just for you guys. All right, um, who's that? You're for uh, Blake. Yes. The Washington Post is on track to lose how much money in 2023? Ten short years after Jeff Bezos, one of the richest men in the world, bought the Washington Post. How much money are they projected to lose this year? I'm going to say 250 million. Okay. I think it's more in around these six billion. Right. <laughs> I'll say 10 billion. A hundred million. Blake was way over, oh, wow. but he got you guys to yeah, follow wow. along, <laughs> which is still. He did. I thought I remembered that one being in a billion. I, I have to yeah. tell you, that it was um, a guy that has six billion dollars is about to lose a hundred million, which is like me losing in you five dollars on the street tomorrow. Right? I mean, it's like yeah, Correct. it's gonna hurt, but it's not like terribly painful. That. All right, um, which U.S. senator this week? Uh, announced that he had tested positive for COVID for the third time within a year. It's a Democrat, and he's from a northern state. I'll help you out because there's 100 of them. We'll narrow it down a little bit. Northern state, third time in a year. And by the way, for his own safety, he was fully vaccinated and boosted. So. I believe that. Just want to let everyone know not to worry about him. He's okay. Um, you know, I... I quit following this junk so long ago. Uh, I've got no clue. <laughs> Love the no answer. clue. We're going Love no clue. Love the answer. No um, yeah. Oh, man. Democrat. Northern mm. state. Northern state. Yeah. Senate? Yes. Mm. You don't know. You don't know either. Don't. Blake, you got an answer? I do not. I was going to say. Blake say loves this because he's up three to two <laughs> to one. As long as you guys he's don't answer, it. he's still winning. Blake, I what do you it. got? Who? Uh, okay, so it has to be a Norton Democrat. Mm-hmm. No, it can't be Fetterman because he's. Just cut it out, Blake. Yeah, I'm just throw the answer out there. Uh, so, so I'm going to say Dick Durbin. You are correct, Blake Durbin. Dick Durbin. Did uh, you actually know that or did you Mike, look it up? Yes, I thought I that was going to be that. a multiple choice there. No, Mike. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, All right. right. <laughs> so, uh, really quickly, Iceland diverted roads to avoid disturbing communities of what? So, what did they divert roads in Iceland so they would not disturb this local community of this being? Penguins. Huh? Penguins. Penguins? I'll say uh, maybe a stream or something. Blake? I'm going to say adult things. Adult what? 
uh, adult things because because we have the distinguished guests here. I, I don't want to be. <laughs> do you want? Okay, me? all right. I I now yes. I did not understand you were speaking. Uh, your dad. I didn't know you were speaking Troy. <laughs> now that I understand you were speaking Troy, I completely understand the answer, and thank you for not saying it. Troyism. Yes. I love it. I no, love it. Well, it, was, it. It was elves. 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 They diverted roads. Can you imagine if we tried that in St. Augustine? To do what? We're, well, in this <laughs> case, it, we would be diverting them for dwarves like Troy, but I mean, we'd still be diverting the roads. Garden gnomes. Garden gnomes, oh yes. Garden gnomes. <laughs> do we go. consider your dad a garden gnome or a, uh, or a dwarf? Garden. Uh, probably dwarf. Oh. Okay, all right. Blake, do you I even know who you're talking about? I didn't Blake? think he was that tall, but <laughs> Blake, have you met your father? <laughs> yes, yes. For the past twenty two years, I have. <laughs> well, that was uh, unfortunate, sir. Oh, I know. Love it. Hey, hey, Blake. Last week we had loofahs uh, on the discussion. Do you guys still all have loofahs in the bathroom, or those disappeared this week? <laughs> you had to bring it up. Yeah, I did. I was just curious. Did, did somebody throw out a loofah because of the this. conversation last week? Do not text my dad, Barry. So all the loofahs are still there. That's all I'm asking. Yes. Okay. They're still there. Did anybody change a color based on last week's show? Yeah, I kind of wish I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First, um, before I say goodbye to everybody, Bollocks is on tonight. Watch Bollocks. Um, I hear it is an amazing, going to be amazing tonight. Uh, the 904 now tomorrow morning. Um, I have left a thank you note for Pete. He may or may not talk about it, but you might want to tune in. Amanda hopefully will be back on Monday. And hopefully RJ is going to be at the uh, farmer's market tomorrow. Barry, anything else on the way out? I, I do. At 6.30 tonight, we will wrap up our last meeting in reference to the strategic plan at the Waterworks building at 182 San Marco at 6.30. It'll be the last of five meetings that we're having with the town hall type mm -hmm. concept. So um, if you can't make it, please go to the city St. Augustine's website, scroll down, find that link on the side for the unsheltered survey, and please take it. Please take it. Yes. David, thanks for sitting in. No, yes, thank you. Thank you. Very you're, informative, you're, fun times. Uh, thanks for letting me sit in. You're welcome back <laughs> anytime. We didn't even embarrass you about your passer no, rating. No, I appreciate we that. We really didn't. No, I appreciate Barry that. Barry wanted me to bring up passer rating, and I said, no, we're not going to do that. I'm today. glad Barry had a lot to talk about tonight. It was perfect. <laughs> yes. Was he like that in the huddle I back in the day? He was. <laughs> he tried to call a play, and he's trying to audible. All right. Thank Absolutely. you, guys. Have a great weekend. Yes, sir. And like I said, we'll be back next week. Good night.